0: All right, welcome to Core Doctrine uh, on Imagination in our Faith and Work Bible, and I'll go ahead and read a couple of paragraphs from this devotional to get us started. Many adults believe imagination is synonymous with fiction, make-believe, and fantasy. We think imagination is for children, and we undervalue and underutilize this faculty as adults. But imagination gives people of all ages the ability to envision something in our minds. We use our imagination to think about the faces of loved ones, as well as to create mental pictures of worlds depicted in our favorite novels. But people don't often think that the imagination can foster spiritual growth. Hebrews 11.1 says, Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. In other words, faith requires the imagination to conceive of realities from which we are separated by history, Christ's death and resurrection, or which have yet to materialize in our world the restoration of all things. Um, These realities are ultimately grounded in truth, not wishful thinking. Hope in gospel promises, a world without sin, for example, Requires imagination. And when we imagine such realities, hope motivates us to persevere, trusting that God is at work for his glory and our benefit. So that's a couple of paragraphs from it to get us started. And it talks a lot about the writer C.S. Lewis, who wrote many great books, including The Chronicles of Narnia. But it states that Lewis had trouble with the idea of Christianity before he became, you know, a believer because he had it in his mind that Christianity prioritized doctrine over imagination. And he had a couple of friends who helped him realize that that was not really correct. And one of them was... uh, a great fiction writer, J.R.R. Tolkien. And C.S. And Lewis, Lewis came to believe over time that um, our imagination helps us grasp who God is. It helps us understand some of the truths of God and some of the truths of the world. God engages our imagination in ways that bring deeper meaning to life. And, it, and when talking about Lewis, it said he had always loved uh, mythology, Greek mythology. And, and all those, although those stories weren't based on true events, they pointed to ideas that people believed to be true. And the gospel of Jesus actually requires our imagination to envision what happened on the cross. The, the restoration of all things whenever Christ returns actually requires us to envision what is to come. That requires imagination. The The last part of the devotional is always uh, someone from a particular occupation talking about something related to to the topic at hand, and this time it's a playwright. So I'll read a little excerpt from... Uh, this deeper at work section of the devotional, um, and, it's ta- and the playwright is talking about his job. As a writer, the longest moment in my day occurs each morning as I sit in front of a blank page. I wake up, I read, I pray, I eat, and then I sit. It's just a blank page and me. What's odd about the preparation about this preparation is that it feels like a necessary routine a purposeful ceremony and in that moment I wait for the rumbling voice of the caller behind the call it is the same voice I hear at times at church or while viewing a good piece of art and almost always when I intentionally stop doing something for the sake of slowing down then I try to respond in that pregnant minute before I press a keystroke, the complexity and simplicity, the irresistibility and impossibility of creating a piece of art, commingle in the hope of producing a single word or expression that may come close to the truth. I have this feeling because my work is not private, but remarkably public, to pull truth out of imagination and align it neatly on a page that will be seen by others is nothing short of bearing my soul. A dramatic writer never sets out to write something that will, in the end, be private. It is always a public confession. It is a spiritual, not merely physical, act. As a result, this act is incredibly difficult. When I succeed in writing, The unseen becomes visible. The hidden and eternal become a palpable, pulpy matter. Dramatic writing in particular is a practice of constructing tabernacles, as it were, making a tent of one's heart for as long as the writer can bear it, using experience and desire to stretch the fabric and hoist the supports. Inherent in every scene I write is the need to construct a sort of hospitable place for truth to reside. I attempt to build something as creatively as possible, to ignore the voices that discourage me from my work, and to heed the voice that pushes me forward. And unless that prodding voice is personal and booming, alone with one in the room, excuse me, alone with me in the room, speaking at the back of my head every morning, then writing is an uphill battle without the egging on voice that is gracious that terrible speed of mercy as flannery o'connor put it a good writing day for me is not possible so very interesting discussion from the playwright there the the phrase that struck me uh, is when he said to pull truth out of imagination and I, and I think that phrase stood out because it's kind of what we do in life, isn't it we We try to make sense out of out of what is going on around us. We try to better understand the things we really don't understand very well. And as the playwright states, that is a process of bearing your soul to some extent. We may bear our soul to God, we might bear our soul to another person if we are able to be vulnerable enough to do that I was speaking with my son a couple of days ago specifically about that type of, of vulnerability and I think we all want that in our important relationships we, we want to be known and want to know about others And I think the great thing about God is that we are known fully by God. And I think the process of knowing him is a journey. However, my son mentioned um, an important analogy to me when we were talking a couple of days ago. He said, if there was a ladder from here to heaven, where do you think you are on that ladder? And I thought about it for a second. I said, well, maybe I'm a few rungs up from the bottom and he told me that's he told me that that's how he responded when someone asked him but then that person told him that because of Jesus a believer is actually on top of that ladder at the top of it now and you know I thought that was a, a pretty good way to think about it and and you know i think we have to to use our imagination um a little bit uh you know to think about what that actually means so anyway those are my thoughts for today i'll go ahead and go into prayer for us lord thank you for uh the opportunity to um <clears throat> be able to read hebrews eleven one, uh talking about what what faith is uh, and uh, how we have to use our imagination when to to have faith in something we can't see. Help us to have that faith and to to grow our faith uh, as we go through life. Just thank you for the for the brains and the um, imagination that you've given us to create, to come up with something new, to learn that is such a gift from you and we thank you for that. We ask you to guide us uh, through this next year and uh, help us in our major goals that that we have that we want to accomplish and help us to accomplish those things for your good. Uh, Help us to put you at the top of our list of goals for 2024. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great day.